often am I supposed to forgive? I'm not really asking for an answer. I guess just an opportunity to come clean. How often do I forgive the gossiper in my life? How often do I forgive the exaggerator? The outright liar? How often do I forgive the non-stop talker in my life? The interrupter? Or person who sits around and does nothing? How often do I forgive a boss who's demeaning? A coworker who's after my job? How often do I forgive my mother for all she did or didn't do? My father for all he said or didn't say? My brother? My sister? How long is my mental list of hurt feelings? How far back does the account of wrong suffered go? How many people do I mumble to myself about, mentally rehearsing the scene where I tell them off and expose them to the world? How many times do I hear bad news about someone who's hurt me and I'm glad because after all, they had it coming. Forgive me for all the times I haven't forgiven, for all the times I've only partially forgiven, grudgingly forgiven, or self-righteously forgiven. Help me to forgive others you've forgiven me, not for a moment, but for a lifetime, not seven times, every time. So who is it? Who is it that you have a hard time forgiving? Who is it today that you are having a difficult time forgiving, that you are having a tough time forgiving, that you are having a hard time, you're having a difficult time letting it go? Is it a person, an individual, or is it a type of person? Is it someone from the past? Is it someone in the present? Is this a person alive or have they passed on? Is there someone in your life, past or present, that you haven't forgiven? What is their name? Think about it for just a moment. Take just a moment and think about that name. Can you see their face? Is there maybe a color associated with this name? Maybe red for anger, blue for cold? Think about that name. I want you to take that name, I want you to put it in the back of your mind. I want you to hold on to that for just a little while longer. I want you to keep that name in mind for the rest of the sermon. Who is it that you can't forgive? We started a new sermon series last week called Hard Pill to Swallow. It's all about some of the tough teachings of Jesus, and this week is no exception. We are talking about a tough, heavy teaching of Jesus. It's called 77, and not a single time more. It has to do with our attitudes towards forgiveness. And we're going to examine Jesus' teaching from Matthew chapter 18, verses 21 through 35, as we talk about forgiveness. 
Keep that name in your mind. Keep it fresh in your mind. Who is it? Who is that person that you just haven't been able to forgive? You're going to need it later. (laughs) Turn in your Bibles to Matthew chapter 18, verses 21 through 35. We're going to talk about this passage, including a parable that Jesus told. Matthew 18, 21 through 35. We're just going to read verses, the first couple of verses. Then Peter came to Jesus and asked, Lord, how many times shall I forgive my brother when he sins against me? Up to seven times? Jesus answered, I tell you, not seven times, but 77 times. Not seven times, but 77 times. According to scholars, there was a discussion among ancient rabbis about how many times one should forgive the offenses of another. It was widely taught and widely believed That a person could be forgiven three times. And on the fourth time, no forgiveness for you. It was believed that if you sinned against someone more than three times, that you truly were not repentant and therefore not worthy of forgiveness. In Matthew 18, Jesus was teaching his disciples. And in verse 15, he teaches them about dealing with sin. How are we supposed to deal with when a brother sins against us? He said that if someone sins against you, you should go and point out their sin uh, and uh, just the two of you. So if someone wrongs you, if someone sins against you, you should go to that person and say, you know, I got a problem with what you did to me. And it should be just the two of you. If they will not listen, take one or two brothers along with you so that there will be witnesses. And if they would still not listen to even the church... They were not to, you were not supposed to have anything to do with them after that. That's how they were to deal with someone who sins against them. Peter pipes up, says to Jesus, Lord, how many times shall I forgive a brother who sins against me? Up to seven times? Peter thinks he's being generous, since really, by the rabbis, he was only required to forgive three times. He thinks, he's doing pretty good. I'm going to forgive seven times. Look at me. I'm Peter. Here's the tough teaching. Jesus says, I tell you, not seven times, but 77 times. Some versions say 70 times seven. Others say 77 times. And most likely Jesus said 77 times because that would be a direct reversal of Genesis 4.24. And you're all thinking, oh, yeah, that makes sense. Genesis 4.24. I know what Genesis 4.24 says. No problem. Let's move on. Oh, you don't know Genesis 4.24? Let me tell you about Genesis 4.24. It talks about the vengeance of Lamech. In Genesis 4, Cain killed his brother Abel. We all remember that story. As part of his punishment, Cain was destined to become a restless wanderer of the earth. And he was afraid that whoever found him would kill him. God put a mark on Cain so that whoever came across him would not kill him. And he said, God said, if anyone kills Cain, he will suffer vengeance seven times over. Later in chapter 4, Cain's great-great-great-grandson Lamech killed a man for wounding him. He killed a man. This is much... You know, less popular story. Um, he said, if Cain is avenged seven times, then Lamech 77 times. And you're thinking, oh yeah, great, that makes sense. Huh? What does that have to do with Jesus' story here, with Jesus' parable, with this teaching on forgiveness? What it all means is that people are vengeful. And Lamech was no different. He was calling for vengeance on those who might try to harm him. And not just vengeance, but vengeance not just seven times, vengeance 77 times. Things were getting worse in the world. Things were getting really, really bad. This is before the flood. This is before God flooded the entire earth. And people were getting more vengeful and more violent, more murderous. And so 
Lamech is calling for 77 times the vengeance on anyone who might try to kill him. Jesus calling this to mind from way back in Genesis turns everything upside down. Instead of calling for unlimited vengeance, Jesus calls for unlimited forgiveness. Ugh, that's hard. You see, that's what the number 77 represents. Anyone can keep track of three offenses. Three strikes and you're out. It's easy to keep track of that. Oh, you hurt me. Ow, you hurt me again. Hey, that hurts. That's three times. You're out. No more forgiveness for you. It's harder to keep track of 77 offenses, though. We may try. I know I've tried. Well, to illustrate his point, Jesus tells a story. Look at Matthew 18, starting in verse 23. Therefore, the kingdom of heaven is like a king who wanted to settle accounts with his servants. As he began the settlement, a man who owed him 10,000 talents was brought, up, brought to him. Since he was not able to pay, the master ordered that he and his wife and his children and all that he had be sold to repay the debt. The servant fell on his knees before him. Be patient with me, he begged, and I will pay back everything. The servant's master took pity on him, canceled the debt, and let him go. But when that servant went out, he found one of his fellow servants who owed him a hundred denarii. He grabbed him and began to choke him. Pay back what you owe me, he demanded. His fellow servant fell to his knees and begged him, Be patient with me and I will pay you back. Sound familiar? But he refused. Instead, he went off and had the man thrown into prison until he could pay the debt. When the other servants saw what had happened, they were greatly distressed and went and told their master everything that had happened. Then the master called the servant in. You wicked servant, he said. I canceled all that debt of yours because you begged me to. Shouldn't you have had mercy on your fellow servant just as I had mercy on you? In anger, his master turned him over to the jailers to be tortured until he should pay back all he owed. This is how my heavenly father will treat each of you unless you forgive your brother from your heart. Let's talk about that story for just a minute. It, you know, it sounds so simple. There's a song. And this, the words of the song go like this. He paid a debt he did not owe. I owed a debt I could not pay. I needed someone to wash my sins away. And now I sing a brand new song. Amazing grace all day long. For Jesus paid the debt that I could never pay. That's what this parable is all about. Our debt of sin that we owe is so huge that we could never actually repay it. We protest we say, just let me, get, let me give it the opportunity. Give me the chance to pay it back. Give me the chance. I'll be good enough. I'll do a bunch of good deeds. I'll pay back my debt of sin. I promise. Just give me a chance. This servant owed somewhere. You want to know how much 10,000 talents is? Somewhere in the neighborhood of 60 to 100 million days wages. 60 million to 100 million days wages. Do you know how many years that is? That's over 200,000 years worth of wages. I don't know what kind of fool this king was, <laughs> but he loaned this dude a lot of money. A lot of money. In today's terms, this man, this king, loaned this man well over a, mil a billion dollars. A billion dollars. Could you imagine going to the bank? <laughs> I'll stay away from recession jokes, okay? <laughs> Could you imagine going to the government and asking for a billion dollars? I mean, who would do that, right? Sorry. This man borrowed some serious cash from the king. 
And he actually thought, he actually thought that he was going to repay him. He actually thought he'd repay the king. What does he say? He says, be patient with me, and I will pay you back everything. The king says, I I don't have 200,000 years, baby. Be patient with me. I'll pay you back everything. Yeah, right. Uh Uh-huh. Sure you will. The man owed way more. This man owed way more than the annual tax revenue of the entire region of Palestine. Okay? All the taxes that that the region of Palestine paid to the Romans, this man owed way more than that. This ain't happening. Well, the king takes pity on him. He has compassion on him. And he shows him mercy and cancels his debt. He, having been spared a lifetime of hard labor for him and his family in debtor's prison, goes out and he runs into a fellow servant who owed him very little, relatively speaking. He owed him 100 denarii, which was about 100 days' wages. Okay? He owes him about the wages of about 20 weeks, maybe you know, half a year or so, not even a half a year's wages. And he demanded that his fellow servant pay him back. And the man says, be patient with me and I will pay you back. Sound familiar? Now, only this guy could actually repay his debt. He could have done it. The man refused. Well, the king finds out what happens. Isn't that how it always goes? You treat somebody kind of mean and the person you, you least want to find out finds out. The man hands him over to the jailers to be tortured until he could pay it all. Now, I don't know how much torture is required to pay back a billion dollars, but <laughs> I don't want to find out. You know, this is such a hard passage to preach. I'll be honest, this is tough. This is hard to preach because there's so much in us that wants to scream, No. Or I should say, no! I can forgive anyone anything, but I cannot forgive him. I cannot forgive her. You know what? I don't have to keep track of 77 offenses because I only need to keep track of the one. Is it your father? Is it your father who got drunk and abused your family? Or maybe the mother who you couldn't please? The father who never said, I love you. The father who never said, I'm proud of you. Your mother for whom you were never good enough. Maybe it's your parents who divorced and tore your family apart. Is it your ex-husband who hurt you so many times? Is it your child who is wandering away from the faith and is breaking your heart? Is it your co-worker who gossips about you? Is it the kid from high school who teased you relentlessly and made you feel like dirt and it still hurts today? Jesus' tough teaching is for every single one of us who who are Christians. This is for all of us. We who have been forgiven a great debt of sin should be the most forgiving people on the planet. We owed the billion dollars. And the king said, I'll cancel the debt. I'll cancel the debt of sin. I'll cancel the debt you owe. I'll forgive you. We've been forgiven this great, huge debt. And what do we do? We have the audacity to say, I cannot forgive. Is it I cannot forgive or I will not forgive? My many, 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 many sins have been forgiven by the King of Kings. And how do I respond to others who sin against me? Jesus taught his disciples to pray what we call the Lord's Prayer or the model prayer. Forgive us our debts as we as we forgive our debtors. At the end of that passage in Matthew 6, Jesus said, For if you forgive men when they sin against you, your heavenly Father will also forgive you. But if you do not forgive men their sins, your Father will not forgive your sins. Paul wrote in Colossians 3.13, Forgive as the Lord forgave you. 
you know what? Forgiveness is hard to define. It's kind of hard to define, let alone do. What is forgiveness? The Greek word afiemi is the word for forgiveness. It's the word we translate forgiveness. And it literally means to let go, to pardon, or to release. To let go, to pardon, or release. And you know what? That's what we're going to do. For the next few moments, we're going to play out an object lesson. You got that name? You remember that name in the back of your mind? Who's that person that you just can't forgive? You got that name in the back of your head? Bring it to the front. It's time to let it go. What we're going to do is this. Over here, <laughs> uh, I, I just, I, I'm praying that this works. <laughs> but uh, we're going to let go of this name. We're going to forgive someone today. We're going to forgive some people. Jesus Christ died on the cross for the forgiveness of our sins. He canceled our debt of sin when he died on the cross. We are justified by the blood of Jesus, according to Romans chapter 5. It was the blood that he shed on the cross that has forgiven us all of our sins, past, present, and future. At the cross, our sins were forgiven by God, and we were set free from the eternal consequences of our sins. Over here on the side stage, there's a cross. It wasn't there last week. It's here this week. We, uh, Greg Rothschild was so kind to put it up there for me. There's a basket that's underneath the cross. You may not be able to see it, but it's there. There's a basket. There's some pieces of paper and some pens. And uh, the cross, the cross is a place of forgiveness. That's what it is. And forgiveness is about letting go. The time has come for forgiveness. The time has come to let go of the grudges, to let go of the bitterness, to let go of the anger. If there's someone, if you got that name in the back of your mind, if you got that name in the front of your mind, you got that name in your mind somewhere, and you know it's time to forgive, you know it's time to let go of it, this won't be easy. But we invite you to do that today. Are you willing to forgive that person? Are you willing to let go? Then we invite you to come up here to the front, take a piece of paper, and all it says is, I will forgive, dot, dot, dot. Write down that name. You don't have to write down their whole name. You can write down you can write down whatever you want to write down, whatever you need to write down. If you need to write down just the first name, you need to write down the name uh, Methuselah. I'm not going to use a real name, but or uh, not a real common name. If you need to write down the name Mom, if you need to write down the name Dad, if you need to write down Brother or Sister, if you need to write down Person Sitting in the Pew Next to Me, wife, spouse, whatever you need to write down. This time is for you. This is holy time. This is a time set apart to let go and to forgive. We're going to play, a song is going to play, and it's going to play over and over until we're done. Take the time you need, and we invite you to come now. How's that feel? Well, maybe you couldn't make it up here this morning. Maybe you're still working on forgiveness. It's okay. It's a process. It takes time. But the one thing I learned in the last few minutes is there's a lot of people hurting. There's a lot of wrong that's been done to us. There's a lot of hurt that we're experiencing. 
And what I want to encourage you with this morning is to afiemi. Let it go. Leave it right there. I don't want to see anybody coming up here at the end of the service and <laughs> picking out their name, taking it, putting it in their pocket and taking it with them. If we're going to forgive, we're going to forgive. We're going to let it go. Don't let it eat you alive. Don't let it tear you apart any longer. Jesus' words are a hard pill to swallow, yes, but he knows what's best. And he knows that we need to forgive as we have been forgiven.